What's up, guys, and welcome to Paulo's Podcast. If you love long drives, staying up to date on current events, and some good smack talk, you found your people. Join me as my friends and I philosophically bullshit our way through life's most engaging questions. Paulo's Podcast is a 100% authentically recorded podcast with yours truly, Paulo Liachi, while I'm on a drive. Tune in every Friday, and let's start the weekend right together. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. I hope you had a good Halloween weekend. I hope you're prepared as Mariah Carey is defrosting as we speak. <laughs> this week, I am joined by two of my very good friends, Carlos Aguilar and Christina Cinque. Welcome, you guys. Hello, hello. Hi. So, this is my first time having more than one guest. My car is a little cramped, as you can imagine. <laughs> so, this week's episode, to jump right into it, is... I think it's important in a time that we're in right now with all the division, whether it be anti-Semitism, homophobia, it's always prevalent, but even more so right now, sadly. So my friends joining me today are going to talk about their experiences of being members of the LGBTQ community. Carlos as a gay man, Christina as a bisexual woman. So what I want to, I want to start this off by you know, if you're sitting at home right now, think in your head about the definition of homophobia. I, so for me personally, I think it's just the most ridiculous thing in the world because growing up for me, the topic of someone being gay or someone being openly gay was never an issue because I came from such a accepting family and it was never taboo or, you know, I have multiple family members who are members of the community. So, for me, I didn't understand it. And growing up, it was definitely something I had to quickly understand because of sadly how many people are, you know, homophobic, so to speak. So Chrissy, we'll start with you. Do you want to get into how growing up was for you? Sure. So um, growing up was pretty interesting. I'd like to say that I have a pretty unique experience. I have two lesbian mothers and if you look at any of my childhood pictures, it's me surrounded by a bunch, surrounded by a bunch of gay women. <laughs> uh, I was raised by them practically, and it was it was not a peaceful childhood, but it, it was it was it was a really fun one, and um, I feel I feel really really grateful and really lucky. So, um, growing up, there was no taboo on what people identified as my parents had lesbian friends they had gay friends and i felt really supported by the people that were around me because there was no judgment whatsoever no matter my interests no matter the shows that i watched no matter anything my parents actually sent me to a roman catholic school and you would expect or one would expect um my family to have received some lashback in that sense because not every member of the community is accepted in religion specifically this one right but um i never actually got any any hate for it but i remember as i got older and i explored my sexuality and i brought up things like oh i think i like this girl or whatever like most of my friends would be like oh no it's just a phase or whatever right um I, i'm very fortunate to have experienced um what i did i feel like most people would not have gotten that um so when i was younger i was scared to talk openly about my family most of the friends i had already knew about my parents so it, no matter what all of my friends had to be okay with my parents if they were going to hang out with me 
but because my parents were gay, a lot of people assumed that I was. And as I was growing up, of course, I had, you know, every child experiences learning what their sexuality is growing up. And uh, I totally did. I thought about women. I thought about men. But I didn't really know what it was, so I didn't really dive too deep into it. But my classmates would be like, oh, there's no way that she's that she's not gay. There's no way. Right, she's... right. And I, I never understood. Was it like a personality thing? Was it something that I gave off? Yeah. Or was it like because of my parents? And I wasn't at that age old enough to really understand why people were just like, she's gay. Um, so instead of being like, yeah, guys, I'm gay. I was just like, no, I love men, men, <laughs> men, <laughs> men. I remember I, I used to have a crush on this one boy in like fifth grade and they were talking about me at lunch and they were like, Christina, like we know, we know you like girls or whatever. And I was like, no, I like insert name. <laughs> I love this man so much. I will never like a woman in my life. And then I remember another time in eighth grade where one of my close friends, um, sorry, told me that her friend said, there's no way that I'm not gay. And I was like, I, I don't know what I have to do to prove it to you guys at this point. Like, right. I like men. Right. And then I had my first crush on a girl in eighth grade. Um, and I did not tell anybody because I wasn't scared, but I was worried that I would prove them right. Right. So it was the suppressing what you actually felt and fear of these you know, kids being right. Yes. And it wasn't just because I was scared that there was something to do with my personality that made people think I was gay, but I also was scared of confirming this horrible theory that because someone is raised by gay parents, they also turn out gay. Right. I know plenty of people who have been raised by gay parents who identify as straight or who identify as whatever the, whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to protect my parents by not, you know, putting this agenda on them that you're going to raise a gay kid. It's, that's not true. I, I, if anything, my parents would have loved if I was straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was really my experience growing up. And, um, I'll get into the rest of it later, Carlos, if you want to talk about your experience. Yeah. So my experience is kind of different because I grew up like in a Hispanic household and there's like a bundle of us, like when it comes to Hispanics, like like I had like you know like all my aunts and my uncles, and they really emphasized on you know men being masculine and women being very feminine. And when I was growing up, I remember I remember literally listening to like Beyonce, single ladies. <laughs> I would be dancing to that. Madonna. And yes, oh my god, I would love all of the ladies, like Lady Gaga <laughs> and all that. That was my stuff. But at, at first, my parents and my family, like, they thought it was cute, but the older I grew up, the more they were like, okay, tone it down a bit. I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I, I remember I used to have, like, Britney Spears on my playlist, and sometimes <laughs> in my... Um, Toxic by yeah, Britney Spears. That was a song. <laughs> I love that song. That um, is a gay song. <laughs> <laughs> I would purchase it off of, like, iTunes, and my, I met my aunt literally, I remember one time, she literally told me, she's like hey, maybe you should, like, try putting in more guy songs in there. I'm like, no, I... Like Carlos is like, no, I don't like Drake. Right, I don't like Drake. I don't prefer him. You know, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I remember when I was growing up, I used to try to express myself a little bit more often in school because in my household, it was somewhat frowned upon. And I was the, my first... I was my mom's first child. So for that, it was a little harder. 
Um, so I think that's really interesting that you, cause I feel like a lot of people might, might've been scared to go to school and show this part of themselves, but you felt more comfortable. Honestly. Yeah. I felt a lot more comfortable only because I kind of surrounded myself with like so, some like good people because my school was smaller. So, you know, okay. there, was sm- there was like, there was not, it was not so big. And like, I wasn't like, so like, right. is this like elementary school age? Yeah, elementary okay. school mm-hmm. age. I was, I, I was surrounded by people, you know, who were like, oh, you know, they were, they, they were still expressing themselves too. Like they didn't know what any of that right. stuff was. I didn't even know what any of that stuff was, but were if you... I was feminine, that would be okay. You know, like, like, I, like at, yeah. at, when I was still growing up, like later on, I got like a little more sheltered Just here and to, there. Okay. Did you start to become more conscious? Slowly, I started becoming a little conscious, like uh, towards possibly like sixth grade, when I was mm. like, maybe this femininity is something a little bit more. I would sometimes search up videos, be like, I feel like I... seventh, sixth grade is exactly when you realize, like, hey, maybe I should hide this part of myself. Yeah, I definitely remember. Like, I would stop. I would like search up certain stuff. I would quickly delete it, like you know, because like right. my my brother, he he didn't know any better, but I remember he would sometimes go to my parents and express to like, hey, he's being a little feminine here and there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, the way that, like the way that he shuts in, in Stress. school. Stress. Yes, Stress. I I recall I le- I recall it so well, like one time we were just in front of like the family table and like david show show how carlos walks in school and my brother would really go and he'll like make fun of me and everyone laugh and like it was all giggles but i did a part of me a part of me did feel like like maybe oh, I embarrassed man. did yeah. you feel embarrassed i felt a little embarrassed totally and i start you know i i remember i would cry sometimes because i'm like wait i don't want my brother to tell my parents that i'm doing this right and i think that's so interesting because I think a lot of times families will do stuff like that because of the family dynamic and they'll think it's funny and like joking, but they don't realize it's harming you and it was making you feel bad. Yeah. I mean, when I, okay, when I was around sixth grade and all that, my mother, she, she didn't, she didn't really know this realm, this queer realm. She didn't exactly know what type of, what I was going to turn into. And what I remember her telling me that kind of stuck with me all the way till some parts of high school. Um, she told me that, if I turn queer, I could disappoint her, and that kind of stuck with me because I didn't want to disappoint my mother. That being is the hard first to one. deal with. Were, were okay. you resentful at all? Um, I wasn't resentful. I really, my mother, she did a lot for me growing up. She like did so much, and I didn't. The last thing I wanted to do was fail her. Of course. So I kind of just like shoved my sexuality a little bit, yeah, like definitely all the way in. I remember I would I would literally like try to deepen my voice when I came inside the household. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I went out in public or like, if I, or like I would be conscious of my walk, I would start trying to walk a little more straighter. Um, and I, af- after sixth grade, after seventh grade, I really got very conscious. I remember sometimes if I would, if the, if I said to certain people that like, oh, I was like bisexual or I'm gay to certain people, I was scared that they would go and tell my brother and then my brother would go and tell my parents. Mm. Right. So it was like constant hiding yourself. So what I was going to say before really quickly is... Can you tell, can you tell uh, people listening at home, can you define queer for them? Because some people might be confused or if either one of you wanted mm-hmm. to say, I think it's different, right? Everybody is, might have a different, different. definition. Que- but Queer is like, um, not a lot of people are a fan of the word, but some use it to identify. Queer is two things. It's an umbrella term for the whole community. When you want to refer to everyone, every sexuality, every, it's queer. Okay. Queer is also a term people identify as when they don't really necessarily know what they are or they don't want to use a label. People consider themselves queer. 
Okay. I fall under, we both fall under the umbrella of quote unquote queer, but neither of us identify as that word. Okay. Okay, great. That was great. I just wanted you guys at home to understand where they were coming from when saying it. So Carlos, growing up, you just, you felt totally suppressed. And did that follow you through, through even now? Uh, I would say during like, you know, during when I, after like, I remember freshman year was the year that I could somewhat show myself because I was finally out of my brother's hands. And I tried to, you know, I, I told all my friends, all my friends kind of like knew already as it was. So, you know, I, I was out here. I'm like, yeah, I'm gay. I'm this, I'm that. But so you definitely, so you definitely felt a lot more safe with your friends and yes. people at school than you did at home. Yes. Yes, definitely. And so you felt like school was almost like an outlet. Like there was no more hiding. Yes. Yeah, so there was no more outlet. You know, I, I started like, you know, trying a little bit of makeup here and there. Okay. I, I felt a lot more safer, but it, things kind of took a little dark turn during freshman year because my mother was starting to get suspicious. She she asked my stepdad to like go through my phone, go through my messages, and right. my stepdad found Jesus. out that you know that I was telling people that I was gay, and you know that I was telling him them that I was anything but straight. And at a point, I didn't know if my mom's words from all those years ago still remain true. Oh, okay. And that I would disappoint her. So I remember I was so scared that I literally went to one of my other friends' house. I remember I remember hearing that, you know, you, you, you know, the, to broadly use the term, like, ran away from home. You know, I remember, like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't go, you didn't go home that night after your mom found out. I remember that clearly. No. Yeah. So I, how did that end up res- resulting? My mother said, don't, like, she's like, she, she didn't want to come off as homophobic. But she didn't know how us to put it. She just said, like, like, hey, like, don't worry. Like, just wait till we, like, like, could we get home so we could discuss this? But I was very uncomfortable with someone like my stepdad because my stepdad was very, like, he was, he was homophobic or at least, like, he was very, like, he had a lot of microaggressions towards me. Like, you know, he would literally tell my brother, oh, don't, why are you watching Ronaldo? Ronaldo's gay. And then he'll show my brother gay videos of like, like, or like gay conspiracy theories of like a soccer player being gay. And right, he would like put, stupid things like that yeah, that have a bigger effect than they, than someone would think. Yeah, he used to, you know, correlate me and Hello Kitty because I had like a feminine thing. So right. I remember what? I would literally cry whenever he would like say certain stuff about like Hello Kitty or something like that. Like he literally like put certain terms on me. And my mom kind of saw that, and she also had like a mother in her, and where she like she tried to um, accept it. You know, she she right. like from there on, she tried, and it took us a long way. It did. It took us a long way, and I, a part of me was very nervous and very shaky to explore my sexuality because I had no idea what the limits were because they were never established. My mom just kind of knew, but it was almost unspoken of for a couple of years. Um, during high school, it was definitely unspoken of. Unspoken of that you were gay. Yeah, it was almost like okay, let's not speak of it. Only, okay. And I, I also, what also didn't really help was my sister. She's only five years old right now, but like when she, when she was younger, my mom and my, especially my, my mom didn't want me like you know really expressing myself only because she was worried that would that would rub off on her sort of speak. Okay. I can, I can relate to this part because oh excuse me because um when in terms of in terms of coming out i started dating my ex-girlfriend in 2020 and this was when i was figuring out like oh shoot people are right i do like girls (laughs) um 
and uh, I was terrified to tell my mom, even though she was she was gay, gay. herself. <laughs> she was right. gay. I was terrified because I didn't want anyone to see me differently, and I was even more terrified to tell my friends because it had already been a big fear of mine about them being right. But on top of that, it was I didn't want there's there's this um, superstition that like gay gay women like when they're in the locker room or whatever like they're attracted to their friends and of course because i'm a, a feminine um presenting gay woman i didn't want other women to think that i was or like my friends to think that i was into them so feminine presenting as opposed to masculine presenting. okay so okay if i you would like me to explain um yeah um lesbians or anyone who likes women we all present ourselves differently i present myself as a feminine woman like i'm, I'm pretty girly but some women are masculine or more butch like mm. um there's a spectrum but right I... like people use the word like lipstick right, <laughs> right? <Yes>, exactly <laughs> right um and the same goes for gay men it's like a uh there's a bunch of different terminology um yeah but uh when i finally did decide to come out to my mom the first time i, I told my mom that i liked a girl was in eighth grade and she was like, all right, I don't, I don't view you differently. Did you have a mom you preferred to go to? Which mom did you go to? <laughs> My birth mom. Okay. Uh, Danielle. Okay. I went to her. Now, because... now, really quickly, do you find that you're closer with one of them? Yeah. Okay. Very much so. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's like people have this idea that it's not like a normal parent-kid relationship just because right. they're two women, like, or two men even. It's 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 a normal dynamic. It's totally normal. Yeah. And on top of that, um, the dynamic that I have with my parents is also something completely different that they're, like, their sexuality doesn't even play a, a part into right, that. Right, they're your parents. They're my parents. Um, but I did go up to her and I told her in eighth grade, but I didn't really consider that coming out. I was just telling her that I like someone. And she was like, alright, I love you no matter what. And then finally, after being, like, in... <laughs> in cahoots talking to my ex-girlfriend <laughs> before we started dating for like a month i told her like hey i like this girl um i think i might you know be bisexual my mom does not understand understand bisexuality honestly. right that's funny which is a generational thing in my totally opinion. i was just about to say that i think that's a more generational thing because i think bisexuality is something you see a lot more of now a lot more and of... i think it's just people being more comfortable now right um but I told her, I was like, like verbatim, mom, I like this girl. I think I might start dating her. And this is after my parents started getting suspicious because she was coming over like every, <laughs> week, every weekend. And um, she was just like, she grabbed my head and I laid my head on her shoulder. And she was just like, life would be so much easier for you if you weren't in reference to being gay. Wow. And... That was not what I expected from right. a did gay that, woman yeah, herself. Did that like rock your I world? Was like, I was like, girl. <laughs> like, what are what are we saying? But um, it 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 did rock my wow. world. I was so dumbfounded. I was like, what do you mean? And later she apologized. She's like, that's not what I meant. But you have to understand, when she was younger, like she she dated a girl in high school, but was told no one about it because it was taboo okay she dated men throughout her life was she, this the 80s she was doing this this was she went she was born in 71 so yes this was okay the 80s. okay and then when she got to college like like she had her first um official queer relationship when she was 25 and that's the woman she ended up marrying wow. like she had okay. no other experience besides that like relationship in high school right so how can you expect someone like her to understand, to understand bisexuality at, that that and also just like being totally free and open to come out 
And I couldn't tell her, Ma, it's so much easier now because it's not easy for everybody now. Not at all. And that's exactly what I wanted to get into after, you know, this, you guys speaking on your childhood and growing up. I wanted to ask you what it was like coming out because I think it's easy for a lot of people to think, you know, um, it's, and you hear people throw around, you know, like everybody's gay now and, and, <laughs> and, people, and, and people just assume it's this easy thing to just be like, you know what? I'm gay, but it's, it, it's not. not. So no. I want, you know, Chrissy, you're talking about it after Carlos. I would love you to tell us about it. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was just about to get into. Well, I'll, I'll wrap up the childhood section by just saying like, after that, um, I was not allowed to talk about my relationship for like another month because my mom did not want me to quote unquote influence my younger sister. Oh, wow. Which okay. was even more confusing because she would know again as a gay woman, you can't, in, you, you don't influence people to right. become a certain sexuality. Right. You are born that way. Right. And that's such a bigger Problem. picture topic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was going to get into that later in the episode, but totally agree with that you are born the way you are born it's not something influenced upon you and that's funny because you as someone with gay parents you know i i think as you did hear growing up you would think you would hear people thinking that this was brought upon you and this was influenced on you and you're now a product of your parents right but like carlos for example you know he even though he's a man and and you that's not the case, you know, and I brought up Carlos because his parents aren't gay and it just goes to show. So, you know, that was a bigger picture I wanted to get into. Right, so, right. so Carlos, so wrapping up your childhood and you coming out, you were starting to touch upon that. Uh, so when it came to like really coming out, a lot of people like kind of saw me and they were like, the closet is glass. <laughs> <laughs> the closet is glass. The closet is glass. Yeah. No, like very see-through. This is true. <laughs> but, you know, I was trying to figure myself out and it was kind of weird. You know, some people in school, like, you know, th- like they were telling me like, oh, like, like maybe you're bi, maybe you're gay, but you're definitely something. And I was still trying to figure myself out. I liked being feminine for a while. And Did this follow you your whole, was this from like elementary school to high school or was this something as you got older, more prominent? honestly all my life i just yeah and it's so crazy because it it's crazy about how kids even you know i remember being on the playground and you know overhearing kids say to kids you know playing friggin' kickball like you're gay like and we were like eight years old you know what i mean that's crazy let me let me point something out and you can even see now that me and carlos have both gone through it if you can see that a child is gay the last thing you should do is tell them what you assume that they are because whether they're not ready for it or whether they they're they're insecure about it i know that that was the one thing that stuck with me throughout my entire life was of course was trying to prove to people that i wasn't what i what they assumed i was and then carlos you had people basically telling you to your face oh there's no way like like yeah. telling you what your That's identity horrible. is and it may seem like a whatever joke like oh yeah that, that guy's totally gay it's not it really does stick with people it definitely stuck with me and by the time i got into high school i was basically like yeah i guess i'm gay you know like now did you did you feel like yes i'm i'm gay or did did you start to feel ashamed 
I guess it was partial only due to my like my parents like how like I wanted to represent myself. You know, I didn't right. I didn't really a part of me wanted to embrace the fact that I was feminine and that I was gay, right. but I none of it I wanted it to go back to my family cuz my family was very like judgmental and how and, hard that is to live a double life. Yes, it it felt very double lifeish all like probably all the way until yeah. senior year honestly. Wow. I can still recall that I was still going through my sexuality in like senior year. Um, I remember there were some days that I would literally be crying because I just wanted to wear an earring, like just a little dangly earring. <laughs> um, and yeah, wow. I, I just wanted to wear this one sunflower earring. And that's so funny because if you know, if a straight guy were to put on an earring, who would even think to say something? Yeah, you know what I mean? That's crazy. But for me, that's like my mom, like she didn't want people connecting the dots. And there, to some people, she would want me to come out as bi, too, because she still wants to cling on to certain people's minds that, oh, There was that girls. straight aspect of it. Yes, wow, that, okay. that he likes girls. You know, so she definitely did want me to like, cling on to that. And, <laughs> you know, it was definitely it was definitely hard to... Because it just wasn't true. Yeah, right? it wasn't, it wasn't wow. true. Certain people, like, I would have to, like, you know... Like, fake it around? Yeah, fake it around, definitely. Because I was also... Part of me was also, like, scared because, like, a lot of my family, like, can be, you know, described as conservative. Right. They were conservative. They would talk... You know, they would have basically homophobic talks wow. right in front of me. And I didn't know what to do about it because I didn't, like... I would obviously just roll my eyes, but I really didn't want to express myself. Because it's your identity. Lot. Yeah. Growing up, did you feel like... Did you feel like you you needed to like a girl or you wanted to like did it feel like forced upon you and you wanted to to prove we keep talking about the fact of proving people wrong but is that really what it was at any point in your life did you feel that i will say this when i was a little younger if i ever like was friends with a girl all my friends i mean all my parents and all not, not my parents like well yes my parents but mainly my family my cousins my aunts mm -hmm. they'll be like oh that's gonna be your next girlfriend right and i was so so like distraught because i didn't know how to tell them that i didn't like them even to this day sometimes if i introduced my friend i remember this one time i literally brought my friends this was recent yeah this was very recent <laughs> this was, actually this was the summer this was the summer <laughs> mind you i literally brought um my friends over to my grandma's and so my aunt was shipping me with one of my friends shipping yeah and so she was telling you like you you should date her yes exactly and They're, you're very openly gay yeah, yeah i was very much like this is very weird because like i'm very openly no, feminine I don't like that's hysterical yeah, like it, it was definitely weird so even to certain family members i don't for me i always say this like i definitely don't want to like tell them that i'm gay only because i don't want to open that whole pandora's box but i definitely for me when it comes to, like relationships like I, I i'm not scared to like really express myself but i don't really like necessarily want to get into certain conflicts right only because like, and it's very hard because something as simple and something that should be as easy as your sexuality at times when talking about it you just you feel like it, you're like you just said you're opening pandora's box yeah and it would it's just easier not to speak of it's also like the hardest part that I want to say is, like, like love is love is love is love. You know what I mean? Right. And it's hard when it's something that's just so natural Simple to you. and natural. Simple and natural. And honestly, all I've ever felt when it, when it came to that part of my sexuality was love. It had nothing to do with lust. Nothing to do with any of that. And, and 
it's just hard when your whole identity is almost shunned or tabooed because people see it as this... Yeah, and I think that's something really important to speak about because I know even now, it's and it's so pure. crazy, it's it's pure, and I know even now because it's so crazy from how far we've gotten from that, but in the 80s, you know, and, and you, you know, the clubs in the city and in New York City and people still like gay guys, for example, would would tie gay guys with this these crazy, like, just, like, drug lust, you know, like, all these things when, when you just said it's just as simple as love being love. Right. And that these people aren't, you know, cra- crazy drug addicts just going around having sex with everyone. <laughs> that's, you, exactly. You know? So, I think that's, it's just, you know, something so simple. Like, that was the you're whole... you're putting all of that on a child. Right, right. And that's another thing. Like, when, when you get older, you can even recognize, like, oh, people were were calling me gay in, in a derogatory way because they view them as like what quote-unquote pedophiles sometimes or yeah people who use, different things yeah and, and like to say that almost to a child is even worse yeah what i would say for me is there i it stuck with me when i first like well technically when i was shoved out like you know to my family's closet like, you, when you I felt st- like you were pushed out of the closet yeah but i would say that the glass closet broke <laughs> the glass there was closet. someone in there with him pushing him out Sledge of it hammer girl <laughs> yeah shattered. i would say that there was one of my cousins i remember i i felt so bad because i didn't text her back but she sent such a long and beautiful message saying that she's there for me Aww. And that she is there, um, like, for whatever I need, if I ever need to talk to her, if I ever need to sit by her, she'll be there for me. And that honestly really stuck by me all the way till now. Right. Because, that was really nice. Yeah, it, it was honest, beautiful. It was beautiful because I thought that I didn't have anybody in my family I could go to. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, she was the first person that I was like, okay, she, she I actually have somebody in my family that right. had my back. And at that time, I thought that, like, nobody... I remember I had to go all the way to my basement, and I would just sit on the floor, and I cried for a few hours to myself. Uh-huh. Because my mom was almost, like, bedridden when she first found out. Right, and how ridiculous. Yeah, she she was bedridden. I couldn't even speak to her. Uh, I couldn't even speak to her. And, and it was I, hard. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Carlos is even sitting here right now getting a little upset, and I just find it so... This is going right back to what Chrissy said, but it boggles my mind when I sit and I hear these things because it's it's so natural to love someone and to have a crush, and it turns into all of this. All of this just horridness. I have so many stories that, like, like again, I'm grateful for the experience I have because I've been through it, too, but not, not to the point of so many people. Um, and I know some people who were and are very close to me who have been so so hurt by i mean this okay this was later on this was actually pretty recent but it's the first time i ever even experienced something that was more in person was um i assumed it was because of my sexuality but also like the person i was with at the time was just being in an environment where i'm forced to deal with straight men or even women throwing around like the f slur and for me to get angry at that or for me to for me to say like hey that's not cool right is almost like dude why are you taking it so seriously like yeah people bro. think it, think of it as a joke which like i'm also a very docile person it takes a lot to get me angry and it takes a lot for me to to speak up about something but for for me to just sit there and be uncomfortable like that word has history and that goes for i mean everything that's a broader topic but 
it's so hard to like have to deal with people who you know dislike you because of your identity just just who you are i got the that beer can thrown at me at a party in high school right party in high school yeah i remember um and and you felt like that was solely because of who you were who i were whoever who i was (laughs) i'm kesha um who i are who i are um who I was, uh, who I was with previously, um, the person I was with at the party, my, my best friend, and we weren't doing anything, but... So just, this person threw a beer can at you and, and called you, what, what did they... He didn't even say it necessarily to my face looking at me, but to make me uncomfortable, he was going around being like, oh, I'm not an F slur, he's like, okay, I, I, I'm not wow. like... And everyone was just kind of looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? Right. And... I was sitting there, and again, it takes me, it takes a lot to get me angry, but, um, yeah, it's just, like, I almost have to, to let it slide. And that's comforting in itself for a lot of people to be sitting there and being like, man, or, you know, dude, what are you doing? But at the same time, how many people are also probably agreeing with this person, you know, going around calling you this F-slur? And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy for you to go somewhere and just be attacked, you know? And you hear of these, like, like you know, to use the word hate crime right now is very minimal, but you hear <laughs> of these hate crimes and you think, like, where is this? Like, this can't be here, and whether that be America or your tri-state area, but it, but it happens. happens. It doesn't matter how minimal it is. Right, because it, it still is. I'd like to think that the biggest difference, this is kind of switching the subject, but a big struggle um, within at least... Um, women loving women relationships is that it's very sexualized a lot of the time although I didn't totally. face a lot of homophobia itself I faced every time like I had told one of my guy friends or someone in my life that was it, it was mostly guys um and I and I came out to them and I was like hey like I'm with I'm with a woman it would be so many like um <laughs> like turn sexual right like <laughs> it was just a lot of inappropriate comments like like oh what are you guys gonna do or like whatever yeah 100 like, percent. Like because it's so sexualized especially by like pornography and stuff is that um it's a relationship that just does not involve count. involve men yeah. almost and then yeah and people make it like it doesn't count it's like it doesn't real. count or that it's just about sex or that and that's a lot a lot of the time i would just right. get comments about like sex yeah and And it's so uncomfortable that is uncomfortable and you going into that reminded me and i think carlos and you will definitely agree i think just like you said being two women being in a relationship is very sexualized i think it's also for women to be bisexual is also thought of as easier (laughs) than for men to be bisexual yes because a lot of people assume that bi men are just gay Right. Yes. And right. a lot of people also assume that bi women are just considering themselves bi for sex, which right. is not true. I genuinely like women and men. Um, and people don't people don't realize and or acknowledge that mm-mm. that you can be both and do both. And there are points, at least um, in bisexuality, and I call this the bi pendulum, where <laughs> uh, <laughs> depending on the time of year or there, there's nothing that dictates it, but I will change who I'm, my, my, my preference. I should right, say right at different times it, in your I life. I feel like either more strongly attracted to men or more strongly and attracted to women. Sense. And um, I'll go into like more relationship aspects after. But Carlos, if you wanna 
talk more about any other struggles that you faced? I I can I I kind of want to like get a little bit like out of topic, but for me like it was hard to like you know be friends with guys for a while, mm-hmm. um, just overall because I felt like I didn't belong. I feel like a lot of guys they want to talk about sports or they want to talk about girls. Or they just want to be, you know, they, they just want to surround themselves with mask-presenting people. Right, like, they can't relate. Yeah, and I remember, like, back, you know, like, in, in high school, begin, just, like, all throughout high school, I would be friends with certain guys, but they would want to just take pictures of, of them and, like, you know, their friend group. And, like, I would feel isolated because I'm like, oh, I want to be included. But they didn't think that because they're like, oh, I mean, like, well, Carlos wants to be with the girls all the time. Oh, okay. And I see what you're saying. So I never got to, you know, attach myself with any real guys until recently because I feel like the older you get and the surroundings and environments that you're in, you know, you start to become more socially aware. And I could say that I have a lot of guy friends right now that are very comfortable being around me. But mm-hmm. there, right, are certain, totally. there are certain times where it wasn't like that. And sometimes guys would like would say some really dumb stuff. I mean, I remember I was literally just walking um, in the auditorium one day, and some guy literally just showed me pictures of him like shirtless. He's like, "Oh, you like that, right? You like that?" I'm like, "That's, yeah, that's I horrible. Right? I don't want to see that. Uh, yeah. I don't want to see that. That's nasty." Yeah, and I think a lot of times, like you just said, like a like like how people are, are to say you know, two girls in a relationship is just sexual. Like, a lot of times, guys will say to gay guys, like, they just they just assume, like, they want them or something. You know what I mean? Yes. And, right, like, and that, you can't just have a relationship with people without wanting something out of it. Right, them. and Carlos definitely hit the nail on the head when he said growing up and, and realizing things are different because I think that, you know, you grow up and you learn your own opinions as opposed to society, and you're... You know, some people realize, oh, I can be friends with this gay guy. He doesn't want to sleep with me. Like, you know, like that's so ridiculous to even think. Because, you know, if I you're... really appreciate when straight men are friends with gay gay men, gay yeah. women. Yeah, because do you like as do you, you know? I mean, it's the bare minimum. Do you think of do you think of like all your friends and you're just like they want to sleep with me? So why do it when it comes to someone who's right? No, gay? no one, no one really th- like. It's the same brain. It's the same exact human right, brain. Right, right. And people don't realize that. Um, I think, I, I, you know, I feel like sometimes, like, when it comes to, like, guys, you know, or uh, just people in general, a lot of people are just, like, misinformed. So even misinformed. to Even to this day, I remember there was someone who literally, like, I was, like, semi-cool with. He literally, like, when the monkey virus was, what was it called? Monkey pox. Monkey pox. The, the, monkey, the monkey, 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 monkey pox. pox. That was like a... That was like a small scare this yeah. summer, right? But I remember ridiculous. there was a guy was when it was like first like open the news. I remember this guy who like, you know, we were like cool. We were chill, whatever. Like we weren't like we were acquaintances. I don't remember. And this. he no, it was it was like it was in a little program that I was in. Okay. But he literally just literally told me he's like, hey, like just wash your hands and don't be really around me like that. Because, and because you were gay? Yes, because I was gay. And he was wow. like, like dead ass. Yes, he was. Wow. He was. He was being total dead ass. And I was like, I literally looked at him. And I was like, really? Like, I. It almost boggled me. Well, I do right because I do remember the news was reporting it was more associated with gay guys. I remember, you know what? You totally just reminded me. I remember seeing on TikTok people were calling this the modern day AIDS crisis. You Which, know, it's like what? That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was just I was just honestly very mind boggled by. Like when he told me that, and honestly, it kind of it very it definitely hurt my feelings. I was like, man, you know, like, there's people 
out here thinking this type of stuff. So misinformed. Very misinformed. And it, it was just so unfortunate because I thought, like, he was cool. And it just sucks that, you know, he thinks that of me. And there's a lot of people who think that of queer people. So, you know, when I, when, if I ever went to a certain type of people or group, they're like, oh, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't want that. I, and I'm glad that the monkeypox kind of like, you know, definitely like went away, you know, very quickly as in right, like, you know, in the news and all that. Happened. Yeah, because I definitely, I definitely did not want to be like associated with monkeypox. Yeah, that's that what weird. I, that's what I was getting at. Who knows what could have happened like for the c- gay community because mm-hmm. it was being spread that it was a gay disease. So guys, this, the way this episode is working and has been working for the past time we've been recording i just totally wanted to give them the the platform and the floor because i think this is you know we should kind of not speak on things we don't know much about (laughs) so i wanted my friends to come on here and not only inform me but inform us all so whatever you guys are ready to move on to take take over would you like to go first uh yeah so i think so this new so what we want to talk about right now is mainly our first, you know, positives, you know, definitely like moving on to our positives. So for me, getting into a relationship was such a big step because I truly was comfortable with myself. And what I wanted to do was really just share with, uh, like, not the world, but like with my family, like, hey, this is my sexuality and you're going to see me like, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to see me with a person that right. is not a girl. You're, you're not going to see a girl. You're going to see a guy. <laughs> you are going to see a male. Yeah, you're, you're going to see a male being. You know, like people, That's like my, people in my family, like knew, or they, they were they, like, you know, they were having hints about it, but they're like, oh, it's Carl's gay. Like I don't even see him. I was a guy. I'm like, okay, you know what? Bet we're gonna. Uh, we're, we're let gonna, me change that real let quick. Let me change for you. that real quick. <laughs> so I. I finally had my first endeavor with a guy, and it was great. Endeavor, endeavor. relationship. My fault. So I had my first relationship, and it was really great. I felt so empowered. I was like, "Wow, I'm you know, I'm 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 going out with this guy." Uh, but a part of me was a little held back only because my mother, because she did again. My family didn't see that in practice, so I decided to like post a little thing on my story and. On your Instagram? Yeah, on Okay, Instagram. on your Instagram, you yeah, posted so I, something. Yeah, so I decided to post on my Instagram, like, a little, like, you know, picture of me and my... Ex. Uh, and my ex, yeah. So, me and my ex. So, and everyone, like, you know, and all my family got to see. I didn't care. Like, no one Right, really the, the worry was gone. Yeah, the worry you was gone. You were finally comfortable. And I remember my mom, like, what honestly took me back was my mom's reaction, only because, like, I was expecting to go in the house and, like really you know like like some backlash yeah some backlash of me actually dating a guy you know she finally got to see me actually dating a guy but she was mainly just upset that i didn't um tell her first you know and that oh she just wanted to know who you were dating yeah oh that must have been like such a good relief for you honestly like i like i am relief but also like a shock yeah i i almost wanted to cry i'm like wow like i didn't have to argue yeah you were accepted yeah she was like yeah i mean i just wish that you told me because you know, like, that's something to be celebrated about. You know, like, that's your oh, first boyfriend. that's great. And I, it was just so great because all my life I thought that I had to, like, hide, hide and create two identities. You know, one where I could be open about myself and very openly feminine. And then I come home and take off the earring. Right. But finally, I'm like, no, I can have an earring in my house. I can date this guy that I want. And I can post about it. Right. And I can be with this guy. 
and you know some and a lot of family members you know like they, they would start like questioning like hey so like are you going out with this guy or what i'm like yes yes i am yeah. and i took the, the response good or negative i didn't care i was going to be me and a lot of people that stick by me i love them to death and those are the people that i want to stick around because with when it comes to like gay relationships or queer queer and all you create your family and it's been said a lot you know like just like it's been said a bunch of times that you, like when it comes to queer relationships you create your own family it's so true it is so true because the majority of people who are in queer relationships have family issues especially like in future generations I, I i believe this will change but this is just because like we're on the brink of becoming finally comfortable i with agree totally sexuality and so many people still have family problems but truly when it comes to a gay community it's the most loyal community i know it's like it's 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 not different than being friends with people who identify as straight because i still feel very close to my friends who i identify <laughs> as straight but it's like such a different it's, it's, it's I'm like, is Chrissy thinking of her friend or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's this respect of, like, we've both gone through something, and, like, here we are, and we're just openly being ourselves, and, like... That's great. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. I, whenever, whenever I, I, I make a friend who, I mean, at least identifies as that, like, when, when you can feel comfortable, like, within your community, there's this step in making a friend that just disappears it's just like here we are like we're family we acknowledge yeah. each other's struggles and here we are um when it comes to my relationship my first um gay relationship it threw it threw me it threw me it threw, <laughs> it threw, it threw me she was thrown. i i my ex also had two moms which was really funny oh wow okay <laughs> um but we all worked together really well and we were all able to relate to each other. Like we all had different struggles. We all grew up differently. My parents, her parents, each other, but we could all relate, um, again, under the same community. I think I learned a lot out of my relationship. It was, it was hard. And there were times like when we were together where we would get comments from people again, like sexualizing us to our face right. or, um, uh, just making comments mostly my ex was also masculine presenting and when it comes to masculine presenting lesbians they get a lot of lashback because they don't present themselves as feminine girls right okay that makes sense so it was it was a ride you know it's it's like this companionship like we we got each other we were working through this i learned so much about myself this there's this I've been in both relationships with men and women, and I can't speak on the lesbian experience, obviously, but even though I thought I was for a while, um, I could speak for the fact that it's just like this intimate relationship that's like so full of love, especially um, for anyone who does identify um, as bi, and I, I prefer women specifically, but it's just like this it's like a friendship but more almost and there's like so much love and it taught me like so much about myself just just what i want out of life what i want out of out of someone in in the future and i feel like it was probably one of the most like pure versions of love i could have felt not that being with a guy means you don't experience pure love but it's just such a different experience and that's again another reason why I feel like sexualizing those kind of relationships is so infuriating. But 
here we are now. Here we are now. Here we are here now. We are I now. think that was a great. I'm I'm so happy you guys decided to wrap up the episode on a positive, <laughs> positive aspects of yeah. being in the in you know in the gay community. And I think that thank you guys so much for joining me. Of course. And of course. I'm so happy you guys came on to inform us all and you know like i said before guys i did stay pretty quiet this episode but i thought it was too important of a topic for me to you know add in commentary so carlos thank you christina thank you thank you i hope you guys loved this week's episode i hope you're walking away feeling informed and a little a little more uh better about yourself a little more accepted hug one another another and And uh, like Chrissy said before, love is love. Love is so, love. Is love is love. Watch RuPaul's so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for, for listening. If you don't follow the Insta, follow at Paulo's.podcast, Twitter at Paulo's Podcast. You know to join me back here next week for another great episode. And thank you guys for joining me here today on Paulo's Podcast. <laughs>